Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When it comes to baby formula, that's something that's really seen as an essential. So the fact that uh, there are shortages right now is a real cause for concern. Now, the problem is more serious in the United States. In fact, today, the first of several flights bringing infant formula from Europe to the U.S. arrived in Indianapolis. Uh, 39 tons of baby formula being transported by military plane, enough for more than half a million baby bottles. So more still to come. So why are we seeing this shortage all of a sudden? And how is Canada impacted by all of this? There's a company in Kingston, Ontario, Canada Royal Milk. They have a plant there, a plant that opened three years ago, a plant that produces cow's milk and goat's milk baby formula. Canada Royal Milk says it is working with Health Canada to get approval to produce infant formula to sell here in Canada. So why is it that a Canadian company producing baby formula in Canada and has been operating for three years is not selling that formula in Canada? Well, that company sells its product in China. Maybe something a lot of Canadians weren't aware of. So it does leave us still reliant on imports in particular from Europe, and that's certainly where the United States is looking to right now to address its own shortages. So joining us to to talk about where this all leaves Canada, why we're seeing these shortages, and and this whole situation around this company in Kingston, very pleased to welcome to the program here today, Sylvain Charlebois. He's Senior Director of the Agri-Food Analytics Lab at Dalhousie University and is also a professor in food distribution and policy at Dalhousie. Dr. Charlebois, great to have you with us here. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, obviously, we've talked about other shortages and what we would more broadly call the food market, but this isn't something typically we would expect to encounter shortages. This is obviously something that's very problematic when there's shortages. So, what's unique about the the baby formula market? Yeah, a lot of people are uh, are making a reference to the to the toilet paper episode a couple of years ago. Yeah. This is not the same thing at all. This is indeed a shortage. Uh, there's just no products to be sold. Whereas toilet paper, it was more about a supply chain uh, issue, uh, a disruption affecting supply chain. So in this case, uh, what really led to the situation, and, and it's not just in Canada, it's in North America, because Main manufacturers of baby formula are located in the United States, and we get most of the baby formula purchased in Canada come from the United States. And Abbott uh, Nutrition uh, was actually impacted by a recall uh, back in February, February 17th, and uh, since then, uh, one of its plants based out of Michigan uh, has been shut down, is not operating, and so it's been talking to the FDA to try to settle things and making sure that the plant actually goes back, goes back to work. And uh, apparently, based on an announcement that was made on Friday, uh, it looks like the plant may actually be back uh, running in a couple of weeks. So that's good news. But still, uh, in America, uh, they, th- this shortage has been a top story for a month now. Yeah. And so it was just a question of time before it hit Canada. 
Yeah, and it's interesting because it highlighted something that kind of got overlooked in the whole debate around, you know, the renegotiation of NAFTA. But uh, in in the new version of NAFTA, the U.S. put tariffs on uh, baby formula from Canada. There's there's trade restrictions with regard to baby formula from from Europe again. So it it seems odd that you get these kinds of trade issues affecting something that's so vitally important. But how have all of those rules and protectionist policies in other countries? How has that affected the situation? Well, you know why Americas actually have trade barriers against Canada for baby formula? There are two reasons. One, they knew that the plan was actually going to be built in Kingston by the Chinese. And two, uh, we do have our own trade barriers ourselves to protect our dairy industry in Canada. So it's a tit-for-tat sort of thing. But what really is concerning, in my view, is that we, we, have, we do have capacity, we do have uh, some domestic production of baby formula in Canada, based on based out of Kingston. The company name is Canada Royal Milk. Mm-hmm. It's owned by the Chinese. It's it's partially owned by the Chinese government. Uh, the plant was built uh, in 2017 to 2019. Part of the construction was subsidized by Canadian taxpayers and Ontario Ontarians as well. And that plant started operation back in 2019. Uh, some cow milk is delivered to that plant, and that cow milk, of course, is partially subsidized as well and is protected by Canadians with, the, uh, with supply management. So this is really probably one of the most ridiculous policies I've actually seen because all of the products, all of it, is, uh, is shipped to China at this point. In 2017, they did promise to keep some of the production uh, domestic, 15%, but they never actually applied to Health Canada to get their products approved until just recently. Wow. So this is a, a facility based in Kingston, Ontario, that is owned by a Chinese company. It's partially subsidized because of how things work with dairy in this country by Canadian taxpayers, and yet all of the product is is shipped to China. Do I have that right? You got it. So right now we have parents panicking, yeah. concerned uh, about this shortage of baby formula right here in Canada. But we have a plan in Canada, but all of the production is shipped to China. And we basically support, financially support the production out of Kingston to feed <laughs> China. So you got you got everything right you're you're on you're on page now <laughs> well and that, that's awfully close to the u.s border so not only could it be supplying you know canada's needs this could help address american needs but in a, in this current situation yeah. it, it's it's not doing either is it yeah i think the calculation so from for the chinese i think the reason why they built the plant right there is that they they probably believe eventually bears would would would, would come down and uh, they would be able to trade with with the americans the you have to understand the baby formula market is not that attractive economically because it's actually shrinking. Uh, the birth rate uh, in both the U.S. and Canada is, is actually uh, lower now. It's probably going to get lower even more. And so it's not a growing industry. It's a shrinking industry. And that's why you, you've seen a lot of consolidation, only three major players in the U.S. And in Canada, the reason why the Chinese invested in Canada is to get safe supply of milk to China What's really ironic is that dairy farmers of Canada have always argued, well, we can't really trade with milk because it's heavy, it's tough to trade, it's tough to ship, we can't do it, might as well just serve Canadians. 
But we needed the Chinese to show us how to do it. Wow. So in the meantime, Canada's reliant on imports as well. So if the U.S. are trying to import more baby formula from Europe, and that's where Canada gets a lot of its baby formula, how, how is this going to affect Canada? Well, over the short term, it's it's not looking great because, I mean, you got to ship these things. So we do have Health Canada doing its best to actually allow more products into the game market, but you still have to ship them uh, on water, and that will take weeks. I think our best hope is to see that plant out of Michigan uh, open again and operate again. I think that's the best hope, and we're probably within two weeks. Initially, at the beginning of last week, uh, the FDA was actually announcing that the plant would open in August, and that's that's when people start to panic, and that's why the Biden administration decided to step in and do something about it. And so we're probably about two weeks away. In the meantime, of course, parents are still struggling. They're still trying to find product. Uh, the only advice I can give to those parents is to consult with their pediatrician and family doctor to make sure that if you are forced to substitute your product with something else, make sure that it's something else is good for your infants. It's interesting, and, and you wrote about it this week. I didn't realize that, that there is more uh, demand for baby formula in the U.S. because breastfeeding rates between Canada and the U.S. are, are actually quite different, which was surprising. Yeah, so uh, the, uh, I think it has a lot to do with, with social programs we have in Canada. Uh, let's face it, uh, some of the programs we have are pretty generous compared to what Americans have. Right. American mothers are often compelled to go back to work physically uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, and, and breastfeeding at work is, is not really uh, convenient, yeah. uh, let's face it. That, that's probably why uh, demand for baby formula is typically higher in the U.S. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.